Episode number 27, The Pursuit of Happiness. Hello and welcome to the Fighting for Connection podcast. I'm Brett Nicola, a husband, father, and fun lover. Listen in as I share stories, tips, and inspiration that will move you toward the connection that you want in your relationship. So today I'm going to start with a little tangent. I just got done with a coaching session with an amazing guy. And um, one of the things that we're talking about was around shame and how this feeling of shame really shows up in so many people's lives. And sometimes it's, it's just like the way we show up or the things that we forget to do or how we are as a person that we feel so shameful about. And, um, I just had a, a, an amazing conversation with this gentleman about how uh, sometimes there's like two people within us. There's a person that we are and the person that we want to be. And the difference between these two people really create pain within us. And sometimes the person we want to be really like can be a hard and um and aggressive and mean and shameful and downputting and kind of tearing ourselves apart, beating ourselves up in an effort to get our true self to that person that we want to be. But it's a, interesting because I I don't ever really see it working. Usually the more we kind of beat ourselves up, the more we uh, buffer away from those shameful feelings and the more we do things that we're not really happy about. And this this little analogy came to me. I, I think I've shared on here before that I think a lot of times in analogies and uh and I remembered this moment where uh, my my four year old boy uh, colored all over the bedroom walls, and I remember walking into that bedroom and having like this emotional reaction, like, "Oh, I'm going to be the one that has to like uh, clean that up, or fix that, or paint that, or whatever." And um, and I wanted to like make sure that never happened again. Uh, and I felt like this this sense of frustration or anger kind of come in. And then I, I looked at my my son and I, I just asked him like, who, who who wrote on the walls? And right away I could sense his body language that he was uncomfortable and he blamed it on his younger brother because that's what we do with shame. We blame. And, um, and uh, I was like, interesting, like there's P's all over the wall and your name starts with a P. And I kind of questioned him questioned him a little bit more. And right away, he just, he kind of collapsed and his face fell and um, he covered his face and went into the bed. And uh, I could see he was really affected. I could see the shame that was there. And, um, and I remember like just my heart really softening to him. And I remember going over to him and holding him and just letting him know that I care about him and I love him. Um, and I thought how interesting that little picture was and how hard it is for me to do that uh, to myself. And when something, when I do something that I'm, I wish I wouldn't or don't like, oftentimes my reaction is to really be, be that, that Brett that walked into the room. Like I want to like teach a lesson or, or be hard or beat myself up around it. Um, but I think there's something really powerful to accepting 
us even in some of those things that we're not really proud of. And um, and that's really what I think it, it comes so naturally for us to do to others. Like we accept other people as they are all the time. Um, and oftentimes I hear it this way, like, oh, that's just Brett or, oh, that's just, you know, Tommy or whatever. Um, we, we have these things that we know about other people and we just accept them for who they are. But oftentimes when it's something within us, we, we somehow we want to extricate, extricate it, if that's a word, and, and remove it. And we do it by like uh, kind of being this this high, heavy-handed person that isn't really kind and accepting to us. Because I think sometimes we fear that if we accept ourselves as we are, uh, change won't happen. But but I want to just kind of uh, go through this whole example just to show you and give you a picture of something else that maybe is believable. Like when I when I walked in and I saw my boy had drawn over, all over the walls. What ended up happening is is I I went and I hugged him and I held him and he and he was like disappointed and and upset and I let him know that I love him and and he, at least at this point he hasn't drawn all over the walls again. I mean, if our logic, if that logic would play true, uh, that would be a reason for him to go and and draw all over the walls again, you know. Um, but. I was able to accept him in that place, let him know that I still care about him. I still love him, even though he is a four-year-old who drew on the walls and, and the behavior didn't perpetuate itself. Right. And I think it's important to notice that, that we can be kind and compassionate to ourselves without, you know, risking perpetuating this behavior that we don't want to do. And I think it's really powerful to kind of pull yourself out of your own body, see yourself in uh, the place that you are almost as if I saw my four-year-old son, right? I could see that here's a boy who wanted uh, to experience something different, right? He he was uh, showing a lot of pain and he wasn't happy with the choices that he made. That was clear to me. He wanted to be someone who met my expectations or, or whatever that was. Um, and he wasn't meeting his own uh, expectations on that. And and for me to be able to go in there and accept him is something that I've taken as a lesson from that moment to be able to do that to myself. Like when there's times that I show up in ways that I don't want to, like I already know that I don't need a lecture from myself. I don't need to beat myself up. I don't need to say I should be someone different, but I need to just like come in, go down on my knees like I did with my four-year-old son to myself and just hold myself in that because, uh, sometimes, you know, there, there's these experiences that we have, there's these things that we do that we, you know, we feel some emotion around and to kind of understand, like, we already know that these are things that we don't want to do, but these are the things that we do do. And to be able to accept ourselves in those things and to be able to care for ourselves and to be compassionate to ourselves in those things is an amazing gift and, and a skill that we can cultivate and grow. And what I find is that it doesn't perpetuate some of these things that we're not happy about, but it allows for us to really look at why those things are happening. And as we look at why those things are happening, we can process through maybe some emotions or we can create an environment that allows for us to have, uh, you know, better results or better behaviors in those moments. And that really begins to create change. So I digress. That's just a little sidetrack to what I wanted to talk about today, which is the pursuit of happiness. 
And I think it's safe to say that we all want to be happy. We're in a culture that constantly displays happiness. Um, you know, you go on social media or you talk to other people and, and you look around and it seems everybody is happy and, and it seems like they're happy because they're in a good relationship or they have a nice house or they have their dream job or they go on nice vacations. Um, they're happy because their kids are healthy or, uh, their spouse is really nice, um, or their friends are caring, right? We come up with lots of reasons why other people, why everyone else around us is happy and other people around us are really good at displaying their happiness or reasons why they uh, should be happy or why you think they are happy. And, um, and what happens in this is we begin to think that if we don't have those things, if we can't see those things in our life, then that is what is preventing us from feeling happiness. So what do we do? We go about setting goals and we work towards the achievement of the things that will make us happy. It makes a lot of sense. And if if you're doing this like I'm doing this, uh, I don't, again, want to beat ourselves up, but I want to kind of go back and be compassionate and just notice ourselves doing this and begin to accept us as uh, the people that we are and just really begin to care about what we're doing and how we're doing it and and have compassion on some of those things. So in my own life, I've thought about this quite a bit recently. Um, I can and even have recently looked at my own life and I've seen a lot of problems. Um, I've seen things that should be different and uh, there are moments where I really believe that everything that's going on and is happening in my life is creating discontentment and pain. And it feels like if I didn't have these things, if I wasn't experiencing these things, my life would be so much better. I'd be happier, right? Now, I could spend the next few minutes trying to convince you of how my life is hard or why it is difficult or reasons why I should be discontent. And some of you would agree with me, but some of you wouldn't. And some of you would have feelings about me for having the feelings that I do. Maybe it would make you discontent with your life, or maybe you would have judgments about how I'm living my life. Uh, maybe you would even feel a sense of contentment that you're not experiencing the same things that I'm experiencing. But we can see like we'd all feel something different. So the things that I think that are preventing me from happiness are not universally agreed upon. And I can see that. Yeah, I feel like at least for me, I need so many reminders because my brain loves to think that it's all these things around me that are preventing my happiness. It, it feels like uh, it's it's an easier thing to believe or that I'm somehow justified in the feelings that I have. But it really isn't those things. And I know this because for me, there are flashes of times where I have felt a different feeling, even though none of the circumstances have changed. None of these things have changed. So last weekend, I was at a at my church services. They, they, we had uh, like weekend services, and my family was able to attend those that event. And it was interesting to notice how you know last week my brain was on this mission to convince me that something had gone terribly wrong. Some of the projects that I've been working on here at Pivotal Approach, I've spent hours and hours and weekends and evenings uh, working on them, and, and they just haven't been going the way that I thought they should. 
So I'm, I'm working on uh, a marketing campaign for my coaching company. I'm uh, right now I work, you know, primarily with people from uh, Minnesota and, and my local area here in, in a therapeutic setting. And I do some life coaching, but I've been trying to expand my reach to more of a national audience. Um, and I, and I think that that would be pretty amazing to be able to, uh, communicate a message to people that I don't know and for them to see what's possible when uh, they work with like a relationship coach. And so I've spent a lot of time, effort uh, to learn how to communicate this. And I've spent a lot of money marketing what I thought would really communicate a, a powerful message. Uh, and And it just seems like I don't have the right formula in place yet. And what I know is I'm either not communicating the right message or I'm not communicating to the right people or I'm not offering the right value. And and that is a pretty simple formula, but to really figure out how to, to uh, achieve success in that formula, I found it to be really challenging for myself. So I've spent a ton of money trying to get that right and, and nothing seems to be working. And I have these like dreams of like, if I get that piece to work, like so much becomes possible in what I'm able to do here at Pivotal Approach and where I'm able to go. And I have some personal dreams tied to it. Like um, I'd be able to work more remotely and all these kind of things like seem so possible if I just get that to work. And if all those things are possible, then I might be a little bit more happier, right? I would, I'd be able to experience the happiness that everybody else experiences. And so my these dreams that I have that I think will make me happy seem to be resting on my ability to get this segment within my business to work. Um, and, and maybe as you're listening to that, some of you can get a taste of what I'm feeling and maybe not. Um, but at the end of the last week, I was looking at all these things and I was feeling discouraged. I was feeling hopeless. I was feeling at a loss. I was like frustrated. And my mind was seeing all this money that I had spent on trying to figure this out. And I was feeling like a failure. And, you know, all, there's all kinds of circumstances that I could put into that, like things that are happening in my life and my personal life with my house, like all kinds of things. They're all there and, and they're all creating all this drama. And I think like if ever anyone was living my life, they'd feel the same way that I am. Um, so, so this is the mind that walked into church this last weekend. And as I sat there kind of enjoying uh, those services and I was connecting with all kinds of people, I was watching something begin to change within my feelings. You know, I put so much emphasis on my own ability to create these circumstances, right? Uh, like it, if I just work hard enough or if I'm passionate enough or uh, I just clench my fists hard enough, some of these things will materialize for me and I'll have the right circumstances in place to create happiness. And And while I think it's not a problem. It's not bad to have an aim and we can plan and we can pursue uh, certain circumstances. Uh, our life goes a certain way and it seems like like God or, or the universe or whatever has different plans for us. And there, there's circumstances in play that we just don't have any control over, right? We can only control the controllables and some of these things just happen. And, and for whatever reason, it's the way that it goes. And 
finding out that this is okay, that I can trust that my life is working for me, is what I began to hear uh, in those services. And just like that, I experienced a flash of contentment. I was just able to change my perspective a little bit that my life was going wrong to my life was happening the way it should be. And I can trust in that gave me a new experience. So I can see how I put so much emphasis on my circumstances in the creation of my feelings, right? I think that if I'm if I'm happy, it's because of my circumstances, or if I, I'm sad, or if I'm disappointed, it's because of my circumstances. And, and what I began to realize is that sometimes I'm seeing problems within my blessings. And it's interesting to begin to notice this, that, you know, I'm I'm seeing these problems, I'm thinking they're problems, and and I'm, I'm having these big emotions about them, but it's almost as if I've been given a hundred dollar bill. And as I, as I look at this hundred dollar bill, I begin to complain because, because there's a crease in that hundred dollar bill. And I see that crease and I think this hundred dollar bill should be, you know, perfect or shouldn't have this crease. And I experience these big emotions. Like I should have this hundred dollar bill that doesn't have a crease. And, and I totally miss the, you know, the value or the blessing or what is there in terms of contentment that that $100 bill brings, right? I'm, I'm kind of missing uh, the, the ability to feel good feelings like, wow, I got a $100 bill. And rather I'm like, oh man, this, this bill has a, a, has a crease in it. And, and as soon as I begin to see that that's what I'm doing in my own life and I can look past the creases and to the $100 bill, again, I experience like a flash of contentment. And if you can feel different feelings without anything changing but your own perspective like I did, like these feelings changed at the snap of a finger, none of the circumstances, none of these things that I told you about that were going wrong in my life changed, except for my the way I was thinking about it, the story that I had about it. Um, then, and I experienced a different feeling, then it can't be those things that are creating the unhappiness, but it has to be me. I'm the one who's creating that unhappiness by looking at the crease versus the $100 bill, right? So I use these, these examples in my own life to, to really try illustrate the powerful ability that we have to change our feelings. Sometimes, you know, those feelings that I, I have that change, they stick around for, for some time and, and I don't feel so discontent or in pain and I feel more content and at peace. And other times, you know, they, they go, um, and, and I, I really feel like, you know, part of that is just how life is, but we still always have the ability to change the feeling that we have, whether it's the feelings about our life or our wife or our strife, um, you, you see that your life or our life has struggle and, and it might just be how it's supposed to be. Um, but we have this certain ability to maneuver 
out of those feelings or beliefs that aren't serving us without having to change anything. And and that maneuverability really makes all the difference. So learning how to access these different feelings, these feelings of contentment, these feelings of motivation or acceptance uh, allows for us to better manage these situations in our life. Now, having spiritual truths uh, like all people are created equal or our life is happening for us or, um, or, or anything that we can kind of tie to like a higher being, these have ways of providing believable thoughts that can relieve us from painful feelings or thoughts that we have. Thoughts like I don't have value or I don't have purpose or something has gone wrong in my life. But you don't necessarily have to like go and attend a church service or think uh, from a higher power or spiritual place to have this shift in thinking. And I think that is also important to note. I believe that the foundation of spiritual truth is powerful, especially when we're in a, in a world that is full of opinion, that we can, your, your mind has something that it can go to that is, you know, is really believable and truthful, like all people are created equal or our life is happening for us or things like that. Those, those things can really have a, a big positive impact on the human psyche, on our mental health. Um, but it is always necessary to have that or to lean on that to even change our thinking. For example, I talk a lot about my wife on this podcast and I think she's amazing, and I also think that that's kind of a fun feeling to think, right? Uh, just to really like look at your wife and think, man, she is awesome. Uh, it's it it's fun. It, I like that, and I like having fun, and I like thinking that. And yet, there are times where she seems to know every button to press to get my emotions all tangled up and. Those emotions aren't tangled up in a good way, by the way. Um, and I used to think that there was something that was about me that was a problem, right? She was like, she was doing all these things to kind of get on my nerves because I wasn't good enough or I wasn't showing up in the right way. And my shame would lead to blame. And so what I would do is I'd try to figure out how she was the problem. And I would begin to blame and, and attack her and, and, uh, be critical of her in my own mind and even towards her. And at the end of the day, I could see the merits to both of these ideas. But then I learned about the conflict cycle and I saw how it really was a cycle that was the problem in our relationship and that we both cared about each other and we both had these strategies for learning and reassuring ourselves that created a conflict cycle. And that conflict is necessary in our relationship and it is part of growing together. We just have to learn how to navigate through the conflict cycle to solve for it so we can feel uh, reassurance and a sense of connection. And as I learned about these things, it was so believable. It was so easy for my mind to attach to these ideas. And the shift of thinking in my belief changed, changed the way I felt in conflict and the way I feel within our relationship. And now I feel hopeful and I see more clearly how I can resolve some of these painful and difficult emotions that come up in our relationship and the conflict that arises. I can see how the conflict isn't a problem, but it's there and it's it's something that we can work through to grow closer together. And, you know, we just these small changes in perspective change the way I feel. And, and when I change the way I feel, 
everything begins to change. And I want you to notice that I didn't go to work to change my behavior. I changed my belief and that change in belief changed my behavior. And that really has impacted everything in my relationships. So when we find ourselves pursuing happiness, believing that a change in how things will be will open us up to that feeling of happiness that we want, I want us to slow down our brain. I want to see if you can see past the crease uh, in that $100 bill and recognize the, you know, the blessing that you have within your life. And this exercise is available to everyone. There are people in situations that I would not want to be in. And, and maybe, you know, we could both agree on that. And there are situations, and I guess the situation that I'm in, uh, there are some people who would not want to be in, and, and we could probably agree on that as well. Um, but I want us to see past that, that everybody has their situation in life. And some of those things just are, right? And and we can decide if we want to look at the crease or if we want to see, you know, that blessing or that uh, opportunity to feel uh, uh, fulfilled or happy that we have in front of us. And that is a choice that we have. And at the end of the day, I am the one that has to live my story. My story has such an impact on how I experience my life and believing that the challenges that I face uh, in my life are working for me and that, you know, the conflict cycle is the problem and not me or my wife. And that conflict is necessary for us to grow together are all just little ways that I've uh, changed my perspective and I've changed the way I believe and that has changed uh some of the feelings that I have. And what I've found is it has brought me much closer to happiness than the achievements that I'm trying to get to that I believe will bring me that happiness. I really believe that my life is a miracle. Your life is a miracle. What I have is amazing. And what you have is amazing. And I know this for sure for me, that I have uh, and what I have in my life and everything that I've experienced and done and have received is way, way beyond anything I've ever earned. And when I can see that, and when I believe that, I feel that, and that is when happiness comes the closest. So go out there today, be intentional uh, in the relationship that you have with yourself and those relationships that you have around you. You are a cycle breaker. You are the person that can bring a connection to someone else that can change their life. And you have the power to do that. That's an amazing thing. So have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. This has been the Fighting for Connection podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want more content like this, check out my Connected Couples Campus, which can be found on my website, www.pivotalapproach.com, and become the difference you need in your relationship.